Stevenson centers, and the loose puck was put on. Rebound shot blocked. Now Eichel scores. The third rebound goes for Eichel. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Marcia Selwright to the circle. White Cloud shoots. He scores. Doing his best. Jack Eichel finds the opening. Top shelf. Sharp angle for White Cloud. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas. Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, live inside T-Mobile Arena. Chris Chapman. Back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... We are at that stage where we're transitioning in the National Hockey League preseason with the Vegas Golden Knights from prospects. A lot of look at uh, those players that are drafted, those players that uh, have been invited to training camp, working their way through the process getting a good, solid evaluation of them, and then into the likelihood of the actual players who are going to play for the Vegas Golden Knights this year. It takes place around games three and four, and you really dial in to the veteran roster on uh, games five, six, and seven. So today, kind of a, a last look for a couple of guys to really impress the coaches to try and get one more preseason game and a first look at somebody like Chandler Stevenson and a full game from a goaltender for the first time. Yeah, I I think for me going into this one, I would argue the full game from a goaltender is really where my focus is going to be first and foremost. Outside of that, it's going to really center on uh, the guys that are in the lineup for their third consecutive game because there should be a few for the Vegas Golden Knights tonight, Paul Cotter being uh, front of mind for me. Uh, and every opportunity, every game you get into, especially as you get closer to kind of that tipping point where it's about tuning up and less about evaluation, the more games played, the more opportunities you have to prove your case. So let's talk about Paul Cotter. Sure. He was an American Hockey Leaguer last year, uh, has an ability to put the puck in the net. Uh, mm-hmm. A player that went to college initially and left after a year and a half and went to the OHL with the London Knights to get more game action. He has the potential to really go on streaks. He has silky, fast hands. And having played uh, in Henderson and the American Hockey League to get his feet wet, uh, he's now making a legitimate push to put some pressure on the Golden Knights to keep him. And I'm not saying that there's a job open, but he can make the decision-making a lot more difficult for the head coach and for management uh, because of all the different things that he can do. He can score. Mm-hmm. He's got speed. He's got some sandpaper. Yeah. He's not afraid to throw the body. And if you need him to, he can, he can be a bit of a net front presence. It's not what I would qualify as his top attribute, sure. but he can uh, and and he's he's a guy who's going to play his third straight game on the basis of scoring in game number one and being called their best player by head coach Bruce Cassidy and then having one of the best opportunities in game two to score. Yeah. And the goaltender made a sensational save and followed it up by putting the puck in the net in the shootout, that extended shootout. And don't forget that. Even though it, it didn't count for anything, it was still a, a – 
legitimate situation where he the spotlight was on him and he came through and he gets that third straight game. Well, yeah, I mean it, it's it's all facets of the game, really, right? It, you you know you've mentioned the the shootout not counting for anything, but you go back to last year for the Golden Knights. An inability to score in the mm. shootout really is what separated Vegas from the playoffs. If you if you want to boil it down to at the end of the season, you find a couple of goals in the shootout, you're probably in the playoffs, and that's kind of the reality of it. So the, the shootout. Just one comment uh, regarding the shootout and Paul Cotter. Okay, I've never been on the ice with a player mm-hmm. who loves the one-on-one with a goaltender more. He does it <laughs> constantly between between drills. In drills, he's always looking for a chance to go down one-on-one with the goaltender. So much so, mm-hmm. when I talked to him about it this morning, because I'm going to do a, the benchside interview with him during warm-up uh, tonight oh, nice. uh, to get some background with him, uh, he said his dream scenario in hockey <laughs> is to have the ice, it's him, it's a goalie, nobody else, and one more caveat, the goalie can't leave. So he just does shootout after shootout <laughs> after breakaway after breakaway. He loves breakaways. The, the, the idea, though, that that can be a skill set that's utilized by a hockey club, it makes him more valuable because he's got a specialized skill set. How many times do we talk about Shea Theodore being yeah. one of the first three guys? It's not usual for a defenseman, but he's got all the moves. He's got all the handles. Um Anything that Paul Cotter can do to kind of separate himself, I feel like he has done over the first couple of games. You mentioned the, the scoring. You mentioned being around the puck, leading the team in hits on Monday night. It's all about continuing to do so. And, and you know, I look at Paul Cotter pushing. How much better does he have to be? Or, better put, how much consistency does he need to prove over the course of the next week and a half? in order to find himself pushing down the door to creating a spot for himself. I'm not sure he has to be better than he's been. To finish more, he yeah. would like to. Yeah. To score that backhand goal the other night would have been huge. Big. In, in the grand scheme of things. But actually, better performance, he's been really, really good. So consistency. So if he can continue that. Yeah. That'd be great. Now that's hard to do, and and the lineups are going to change as we go along here. To tonight, Friday night, I would expect it to be a little bit more veteran. Mm-hmm. Next week, you're going to get two of those three games where it's going to be heavily filled with veteran players on both sides. Yeah. So the competition's going to be uh, a little bit better as other teams start to uh, fine tune their roster. So uh, if he can maintain what he's done, he'll put he'll put some pressure. On, on the Golden Knights to consider him for a roster spot. Is he in the 18-skater fold on opening night for one of those 12 positions? That's going to take an extra dose of something special mm-hmm. to push a veteran out. Sure. But he's he's doing what he needed to do so far. Yeah, and, and I... You know, I look at it, and there are are different places that you can see a player like Paul Cotter slotting in for the Golden Knights. If if you're able to make the team, there's opportunity for Paul Cotter to play a little bit up the lineup because of the hands, because of what he can do in tight around the net. There's opportunity for Paul Cotter to be on your fourth line because he's got that energy. He's got the ability to be physical. Like, there are 
different and more versatile ways, I think, to use Paul Cotter in the lineup, that's something that's going for him, too. Yeah, is he going to be a first-line player? Probably not. No. He'd have to do something extraordinary to get to that stage, and that's not going to happen right away. But third-line winger, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fourth-line winger, love it because you'd like to get some more offense out of that uh, that role. Any offense uh, is great, uh, but you can be uh, a guy that can get his, his nose dirty a little bit and just, just be involved physically. He had eight hits the other night. He didn't knock anybody down uh, flat uh, with, with a Braden McNabb type hit, but he was throwing them. Sure. He was getting in the way, yeah. and... and People like that. People enjoy that. You make you coaches really do uh, enjoy that, and you make the other team think, and and you wear things down and make them hear the old adage uh, footsteps. So uh, I, I like his versatility, and I like the potential that down the road he could be a, a class one penalty killer mm-hmm. with, with that type of speed and that type of uh, uh, skating ability. His skating, by the way, this goes back years. Uh, he loves to skate in the summer does as much skating as anybody that I know in the summer. Because a lot of guys put their blades away sure. and they're done. Now he's at a certain point of his career where he's still into that mode of, of working on things. So uh, he's had a skating coach since he was in middle school okay, and coming up through the ranks. And he would he would get a skating lesson with his uh, coach at 5 a.m. before school uh, in middle school and, as a sophomore and go out there and then go through his day and play his game at night. So uh, the skating that you see out there has been earned and worked on over the years to the point that it's put him in a position uh, to play in the National Hockey League. Now, there's benefits to playing in the National Hockey League now. He's got a skills coach uh, uh, who's outstanding Mm -hmm. in Vegas Golden Knights assistant coach Misha Donskov, who uh, knows the stride and can can fine-tune that. And the other one is the showers work. Because when you're skating... And this is straight from Paul Cotter. Okay. When you're skating at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. at the arena, the hot water tank's not going yet because you dial things back for uh, to, to save energy and, and power. The hot water tank isn't working, so there's no hot water in the showers. So you come off the ice after a 5 a.m. skills session. Mm-hmm. You go to have a shower before you go to school. You're in cold water. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there's... A skating coach here, skills coach, and also hot water. Sure. Two bonuses. Probably aids in recovery, too. That's good stuff. Uh, You don't need recovery when you're in grade 8. Well, yeah. No, yes, you do. Yes, you you do. You always, always need recovery. Uh, More so now as you get older. But, okay, Does, does the ask change at all? based on who he's playing with tonight or who we expect him to skate with tonight. It's Chandler Stevenson and Keegan Colasar. Are you looking for something different from Paul Cotter tonight or just to continue to be him? There's players that should change their game when you're playing with a particular line mate. Mm -hmm. Paul Cotter isn't one of those because of the versatility. He's a a north-south guy Mm -hmm. because of his speed and, and ability to skate. So... He's not going to turn into uh, making uh, a cross-ice rush through the neutral zone and then trying to beat somebody one-on-one. He's going up the ice, and he's either going to get it to, to Chandler Stevenson or Keegan Colasar, or they're going to give it to him because he's, he's got that speed. Uh, and the other part is the physicality. 
that part goes with him. Again, not not Scott Stevens. He's not Brendan Shanahan. He's not a, a true power forward in, in the Shanahan ilk, but he can get involved. He's got to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And just because Colasar is playing with him tonight doesn't take him off the uh, hook with getting involved physically. He's still got to do that. He does it with Romberg yeah. and Lasician. Yeah. Uh, he did it uh, in game number one where, where he had uh, a different line. This will be the third straight game, by the way, where he's in, mm-hmm. and the third straight game where he's played with different line mates. Yeah. So what, what I want to see from him is just his continued presence on the ice in doing good things because he's so versatile enough that I can fit. And I think he can fit in almost any line. Yeah, I, I think that's, again, when you start to, to really peel back the layers of the player, versatility is, is, a, is a word that's front of mind because of all the different ways Paul Cotter can impact the game. Now it's about the consistency of it. Now it's about can you impact the game every single time you're on the ice over the course of an 82-game season. You're not going to have all the answers for uh, all the questions answered in the preseason, but what he's been able to do through the first two games, especially with that travel day and playing back-to-back situations and still being impactful, it's a good sign. The other part is players who improve, coaches want to see can they play with better players? Mm-hmm. Now Chandler Stevenson is a top two centerman. He was the top centerman on this team a year ago, playing on the number one line. Does Paul Cotter have the ability to be as noticeable playing with veteran players and better players mm-hmm. as he is when he's playing with more his compatriots in American Hockey League players? That that's the other challenge uh, tonight that that we'll see. How does he interact with a with a Chandler Stevenson who has played in the National Hockey League for five years and has and has uh, progressed himself uh, through through the ranks? Uh, it'll be something to keep an eye on. Yeah, and your 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 thought about Paul Cotter continuing to be physical, even though he's going to be on a line with Keegan Colasar. That's the part of part of what we were talking about with Brendan Brisson skating on a line with Jonathan Marsh. So. You don't want to defer those situations. If, if you're Paul Cotter, you don't want to leave the hitting. You don't want to leave the agitating to a guy like Keegan Colasar. You want to be doing those things too because that's going to be part of your game if you make the NHL. There's, there's certain players where if you're, if you're on line one, your job is to go get the puck, retrieve it, and create a chance. You're a four-checker. But if you're on line three... You're the scorer. Like you, you, you go through a, a change during that because of the different on the number one line. Mm-hmm. There's guys that can really put the puck in the net, and yeah. you're down the list. Cotter's a hybrid. He's, he's a lot like um, like a Riley Smith in that regard. He can yeah. do a little bit of everything. Like a yeah. Riley's not uh, as as physical, but he can do a little bit of everything. So I don't. I think the uh, the 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 message that that he's getting tonight is he's back in for yeah. a third straight game. Yeah, and that's a. This isn't. By any means, punishment. Uh, this isn't a knock against him. Like the coaches are looking for more, and you got one more chance to show us here. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're playing the three. That's not it. No. The the situation here is, you've shown us something. Game one, you earned that opportunity to play in game two, and by those two games, we're throwing you back out there yeah. in a different. We're going to challenge you again if you pass this test. We're really impressed, and you're going to make us uh, 
start jotting down some notes about potential changes in the lineup. Yeah, and and that that's new. That's new for the Golden Knights, right? Like to have a prospect like this pushing as hard mm-hmm. to where you can. Well, I think re- they've had it the last couple. Like Cody Glass was was in that role. Uh, Peyton Krebs played all seven games last year. They, they've they've done this before, where they've had prospects that they wanted to be be able to push and challenge for those jobs hasn't always worked out sure but they've given them the all the opportunities this one is where this one's a little bit different i think ryan is we weren't forecasting to be talking about paul cotter right this much right. in camp other years cody was top of mind uh peyton krebs we were talking about him all summer uh, about the prospect of, of him playing paul cotter from game one in that performance put himself on the radar and now we're following the map as it goes along. Yeah, it, 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 it. But to me, like this, this does feel different in that I can reasonably look at Paul Cotter, what he's done over the course of these first two games, what I'm hoping to see from him tonight, what I'm hoping he will continue to put on the board in his performances here as we go, and, and I, I feel like there is. Maybe a defined role at some point in time here for Paul Carter. Like, I could see him solidifying a third or fourth line spot here on this team. When it comes to, say, a Cody Glass or a Peyton Krebs, you had those guys and you had them in the, in the top six. You had them pushing for, for higher profile spots. And I feel like this is one where if the player holds up his end of the bargain and he gets himself over the over the finish line and into a spot, it's going to be a spot that suits him and he can perform his best at. I think we're a long way away from that. To be totally transparent with you, I think that is... And I'm not just talking because there's a week and a half left of camp. Sure. A week and a half left of camp is like two months to these guys right now. There's so much that can happen. Uh, and we've played two games, and they've been a great two games for Paul Cotter, and he's he's probably like uh, Dimitri, uh, Mirmanov last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, put himself on the radar to be the first call-up. Now, I don't know whether that's what they're thinking right now, but I know that from a bumping somebody out prospect, we're not close to that yet. We need to see a lot more at the National Hockey League level. Is he versatile? Can he play in William Carrier's spot? Uh, can he play on the third line uh, with uh, the likes of Amadio or Howden along in that in that role? I, I would think he, he could. Mm-hmm. Could he play on on this on the second line uh, the way the way they've got it situated right now? Probably. He's got he's got hands. He's got great great uh, abilities to to make things happen. Yeah. But to talk about that next step is premature in my mind to date. There's nothing I would like more than for him to go out tonight and put another goal on the board. He scored in the first two games, one in the shootout, one in the regulation. There's nothing I would like more than to, to make this push. And this team this team needs goals. Mm-hmm. He's got to find some goals from different spots uh, without Pacioretty and, uh, and to, to try and find some offense uh, from new areas. It could it could be Paul Cotter. Sure, it's just we need to see uh, a lot more proving. So, 
where where does where does Paul Cotter kind of stack up in your mind to Zachary Manon? And, and, and the argument that I'm going to make here is that you, when we did our our lineups, yep. you had Manon in your lineup for yep. opening night. Where is Paul They're Cotter in, in relation to him? They're in a battle. Okay, Brendan Brisson. They're in a battle. Yeah, they're all competing for a spot in the wall, and they're not. I don't think two veterans are getting beat out on opening night. Sure, barring injury. So they're they're in a big. I I love Manon. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and he's older. He's uh, been in in more pressure packed situations sure. because of yeah. his age. He's arguably Finland's most decorated Olympic hockey player, and there's been some damn good Finns over the years. Uh, so, <laughs> where what happens when we see Manonen, who who played his first game in the National Hockey League the other night, and and Paul Cotter has played seven in the regular season before. Yeah. Uh, even even though Manonen is older and wiser, Cotter's got more experience in this environment. So let's see what Manonen does in his second or third mm-hmm. opportunity to play, and then whether or not Cotter continues, and then what is competition in in Carrier in. Uh, uh, Colasar in Amadio yeah. in Howden. What what those veterans? Where I could see some some juggling. What those players do? There's you're talking four, five, six, seven guys for four spots. Mm-hmm. Cotter's yeah. Cotter's been good. I don't know whether he's bumped one of the four out yet, but he's is he leaps and bounds ahead of Manonen right now. We're talking about that's, him more, that's, but I don't think well, he's leaps and bounds ahead. Well, it's hard because we've seen two full games of Paul Cotter. We've only seen a game out of Zachary Manonen, and I liked a lot of what I saw from Manonen in that game, but you're right. We're talking about Paul Cotter more. He's getting a third consecutive game. But do you that's, think he's got a large advantage? I don't think so. I I don't think that he does. I, I think that they're just two different players, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's going to kind of come down to – what you're looking for. What do you need? I, I love Sakari Manonen's shot. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's solid in his own zone. And I, I love the, the ability to, as a, as a smaller guy, find those spaces, find those pockets on the ice where he can be impactful. Um, but, but, I mean, but, like, I, I, I also, on the, on the flip side of that, I like Paul Cotter going in and banging bodies. And, and if you want... If you want scoring with sandpaper, it, it, you're going to lean Cotter. Yeah, Manon is not going to do that for you. No, he. I, I'm not going to say he can't, but he. he well, that's not. Seven. That's not his yeah. game. So now, then it comes down to need, want, sure, desire from your head coach. Yeah, I heard the head coach talk the other night where Paul Cotter was the best player on mm-hmm. the ice against Colorado, and then the next night he mentioned Paul Cotter led the team in hits again. That sounded like a guy who, who likes that style of hockey. And, and then from, from a positioning standpoint, Paul Cotter's playing on the wings. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen Zachary Manonen on the wing yet. He's been down the middle. I don't know that there's a logical spot if he's not on the wing. You're not, you're not going to – if you are not that, a just, top four center. That might, not, have been, that might have been just your first game, play him in the middle, sure. get him comfortable, and then start moving things around. I, I don't know where, we'll they, see. where, they, where they have him. This team is just so – deep at center. I know. It's, it's, it's difficult. Which is really, really funny when you go back two years. Yeah. No, I, I said it yesterday. It's, yeah. This team was, was being criticized because it didn't have a number one center 
And all Chandler Stevenson did was make Pacioretty and Stone mm-hmm. one of the best lines in the league. Yeah. Now they have too many centers. It, it's 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 a log jam down the middle. Now you have you have Stevenson. Yep. Eichel, Eichel Carlson, Carlson, Waugh, Howden, mm-hmm. Amadio, Mananen. Yeah. So it, it's it's it is. There's only four of those. An organization, and I've got that, seven fingers up. Yeah, it's an organization that's as deep as it's ever been uh, down the middle of the ice. And and it, it, if you're opening day, William Carlson third line center, Nick Waugh fourth line center. That is as good as the Golden Knights have ever been down the middle. Mm-hmm. The question is, how do you put everything else around it? And are you going to continue to have some of these younger guys push and push and push? The other one is, does the fourth line stay? As it's set up, mm. because that's how you, that's how you can find room for people. Fair. Well, I, I, I think but I think Butch Cassidy likes the look of that fourth line a lot with with Colasar, Colasar and Wah and, Wah, and Carrier. Carrier. I think I think he likes now Carrier. But just an update from everybody: uh, he took a uh, uh, mid uh, body injury the other night, and he's not going to be available for the rest of this week. He'll be reevaluated. And uh, we may see him Tuesday uh, against Arizona when the team gets back from its uh, team building mm-hmm. exercise in Montana. But uh, but Carrier is not going to be uh, available, which opens up another like he would have played in one of these games. Sure, yeah. uh, uh, another opportunity for for people to to play. So the if if these players like Mannanen, like Cotter in particular, really make a push. Mm-hmm. Well, then you have to size up the strengths and weaknesses of those players versus who they'd be pushing for a job. Right, right. And, and it kind of goes back to something Bruce Cassidy was talking about with Paul Cotter after, after game one is you like what you're seeing out of the player. Mm-hmm. But at, at, if you're getting that night in and night out, is it better or more productive than what you'd be getting out yeah. of those established NHL players? Players like Michael Amadio, players like Brett Howden, and, and, and that's going to be kind of the big one for mm-hmm. me. Is Paul Cotter can push and push and push, but if if the end of the day you're you're trying to usurp one of those other players, you have to be better and provide something more than what they have. Okay, Howden is is a intriguing player to me because he's versatile. Sure. He plays center or wing. Yeah. He took a big step last year yeah. in his ability to finish and. And really good contribute offensively. offensively. Yeah. yeah, and if he's healthy, I think I think there's a, a massive growth spurt in favor of of Brett Howden. Yeah. So he would be a guy that I I, I would think is is lock, stock, and barrel. Amadio was picked up off waivers last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. He's been through this before, where people are pushing for jobs mm-hmm. uh, and and trying to knock it down. So he's trying to protect his turf in that regard. And uh, Colasar and Carrier. There, there's energy there. There's a, there's a reason why we love those players. But if you, if you're looking for pure offense and goals, well, you're probably going to slide it and and give somebody else a longer look. Maybe not the job, but a longer, longer look. Yeah, and you, you know, you you kind of bring up Brett Howden in in this instance. Offensively, he was really good yeah. last year, driving play as a center. I'm very curious to see Brett Howden with William Carlson because, again, you, you talk about a guy that, that I think took a stride offensively. Now you pair him up with, with one of those center icemen and William Carlson who 
who does everything so well and is looking to kind of get his scoring touch back, who knows what that line can do for goal, for the Golden Knights. It's intriguing. I, I will give you that. I don't know how many jobs are actually on the line yet, though. I'm not willing to go there just yet. Maybe next week, if things continue to develop or progress, will there be another name that pops up well, there's and grabs our attention? There's opportunity, Brisson, right? We, is, we, is he, is, does, does he He's going back in tonight yeah, in, yeah. A, in a different role. Does, does he, you know that... Uh, a goal from him is like two in the <laughs> in the social media <laughs> hype. I feel so I feel many... personally attacked by that. Actually, <laughs> well, it's true though. There's there's some <laughs> players where they score one goal, it's worth five. When when how much everybody's going to talk about it? Yeah, can, no, can, compared to others, you're, you're uh, not wrong. So there there's there's a, still a lot to go. I've been I've had fun watching this team through the first two days of camp. I think tonight uh, with the with the way that they've got the lineup situated offers uh, some really intriguing uh, matchups or uh, combinations to look forward to. Like, Lucas Carmier is going back in. Uh, we've got uh, uh, the likes of uh, Chandler Stevenson playing his first game. Mm -hmm. uh, Gage Quinney going back in. Yep. He's trying to work his way back from, from long haul. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of Brendan Brisson playing. Uh, so, and then that second line, or pseudo third line, when you line them all up in the, the way we had all the veterans, mm -hmm. in Carlson, Amadio, and Howden, what is that line? Is that your checking line? Is that your shutdown line? Is that a line that can still produce a, a little bit? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really curious to see what that line is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think... You know, you, you look at tonight's game, there's there's certainly going to be focuses, areas uh, that you're, that you're going to be clued in on. Um, top of mind, outside of, again, Logan Thompson getting the whole game, outside of Paul Cotter and, and kind of his continued push to make a name for himself here, um, it, it's going to come down to Carlson with Howden and Amadio and, and that line, what they're able to do, um, because if it's a third line that can shut things down and put the puck in the back of the net, like, cash in on the chances that they have, yeah. then all of a sudden the, the Golden Knights are going to be a problem for a lot of teams up That's front. been the sort of missing piece. Yeah, I agree. It's consistent missing piece. I agree. Over the years with the Vegas Golden Knights. They've had top two lines. They've had that energy line. Mm -hmm. The third line has been, what, what are we going to do here? What are we going to try? It looked like they had it. Yeah. looked like they had it, and then there's a bunch of injuries. If you get that, we, they've never had veteran presence on the third line like uh, Carlson Amadio how right and and as far as as far as you know you you want to go shut down you, you couldn't pick a better pivot yeah. than William Carlson it, it, I know everyone wants the production back from William Carlson I, I want production too but his his best asset at this level is you put him out there to be a nightmare for everyone else's best competition and he can do it he's proven he can do it he's that good defensively I'm very curious to see what that line can be. If you're coming to the game tonight, uh, we look forward to you seeing uh, the new look of Vegas Golden Knights in those gold jerseys. One of the best atmospheres in the National Hockey League. Don't take my word for it. Take the NHLs. I've got news on that and another big honor for the Vegas Golden Knights, plus a little bit more on this lineup. On the defensive side, look at the blue line. 
what's in store for Logan Thompson this evening. News and notes from around the National Hockey League in hour number two with one-timers. And Bruce Cassidy and Ben Hutton, both on the way, courtesy of Chris Chapman. It's the VGK Insider Show, live from Section 104 at T-Mobile Arena, looking ahead to the Vegas Golden Knights and Colorado Avalanche on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Oh, it's game three of the Vegas Golden Knights training camp, and, and, and the Golden Knights are already winning trophies. This is great to hear as we look ahead to this matchup between the Colorado Avalanche and the Golden Knights. Uh, Vegas lost 3-1 against the Avalanche on Sunday, looking to even the score uh, tonight. Uh, We'll get into Ben Hutton. Uh, He will go uh, tonight. Uh, Chris Chapman had a chance to talk with him uh, a little bit this morning, that interview. Uh, But uh, Ben Hutton and the rest of the Vegas Golden Knights have a bit of swagger because the Golden Knights have been named by the National Hockey League as the best game presentation in the entire land. That's for the mm. second time in five years. So yeah. we're just going into year six. So pretty cool that the Golden Knights, you see it on a nightly basis uh, when you watch the games, when you listen to the games, uh, certainly when you come to the games, how much excitement there is, and uh, the crew has been recognized. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, it, I don't know of any other team that has a, a sword fight at, at the beginning of the game, but I'm here for it. I'm always curious when, whenever whenever that performance prior to the game is tweaked a little bit or they're adding new wrinkles into it, um, I usually get to see the dress rehearsal. I usually get to see it with the lights on in, in an empty building. And then the, the way that it translates, the way that it connects under the lights with everyone going absolutely wild in here, um, it's the best in the league. It's always going to be the best in the league. I know it's only two out of five, but um, it, 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 there's there's no presentation that's done better than it is here in Vegas. So I have a buddy from Toronto who's in town for uh, an equipment presentation that's taking place in Vegas oh. for one of the manufacturers. Uh, he's part of uh, the sales force for uh, an organization. He came to the game the other night, okay, on Monday. His text, I mean, this, these were unprompted. Great atmosphere, fun. Best show in town. Production is top-notch, too. Sensory overload. I want to come back on Wednesday. Total fan experience. I'll do anything. So much fun. That's just unprompted. He just sent yeah. all of that because yeah. he, he got a chance to, to – and he's a hockey guy. Yeah. He's a former junior hockey player, played a little bit uh, pro in Europe. Uh, this guy that kn- knows the game, he was overwhelmed. And then you get the uh, the Stanley, which is what they call the awards uh, by the NHL for game presentation or marketing or whatever. The league-wide award, they call them Stanleys. So mm-hmm. the Vegas Golden Knights have won another Stanley. Well, that's, I mean, again, it's it's cool. And, you know, part of me feels like at times we take it for granted, right? Like it, it, it's, it's, it always hits here in Vegas. There's all uh, the. Well, that's your style, though. I'm. You just style. start rolling with it's things and say style. you expect it to be great and I, high maintenance and no, I impress what, me a little bit more. What what is what is this? <laughs> what is this? No, I said I, what I what I mean is even like the moments where we where we expect it to be the same. Like we take yeah. it for granted because we always think it's going to be the same. And then when it when it starts to kind of hit that that peak, it changes. There's, there's wrinkles that are added constantly. There are different things going at all, all at all times. And, you know, 
it's not like that everywhere. No, not not everybody changes mid-season. Yeah. Like, and adjusts it, freshens it up mid-season. Uh, it's and that's awesome. what we have here, which is awesome. We do. And uh, I know Ben Hutton loved it when he joined the Vegas Golden Knights uh, after training camp uh, last year. He was with the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Then he was a free agent. Rolled in here. Now he's got uh, the multi-year uh, deal. Ben Hutton, the defenseman with the Vegas Golden Knights, in uh, the absence of Nick Hag, has moved up uh, a little bit in conversation with Chris Chapman. Uh, it's been good. Uh, you know, last year I had to come in late. You know, obviously it was a new new team, new system. I didn't really know the guys. I didn't know the system. Um, so I had to come in and kind of get it all hit, hit at once. Um, but obviously the guys were, were great last year. And then this year, you know, I'm a little bit more comfortable I mean, obviously, it's new coaching and a little bit different system, but uh, you know, I've been around long enough now that I, you know you can pick up the systems pretty quick. So, uh, but it's it's been good. It's been hard, uh, you know. Instead of uh, sitting at home stressing, uh, you know, I've been out on the ice working my butt off and uh, getting ready for this season. I wanted to ask you about that because you you mentioned last year you come in brand new system, obviously only a year in that system. So, what are maybe some of the advantages to having only played in that one system for just a brief period of time? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know that. I haven't exactly played this system that coach is putting in, but uh, I've played similar ones uh, throughout my years, uh, which helps. You know, you feel a little bit more comfortable, you know, as in the D zone, when to switch off. Um, I mean, obviously, once you, you you do go from one system last year to another one, there's still going to be a few things that you need to, you know, almost break the habit of. Um, but uh, as far as feeling comfortable, I, you know, I feel pretty good, pretty good on the five on five stuff so far. So it's good. I know a lot of guys work on things over the summer and they try to improve certain areas, but when they hire a new coach, does it change some of what you're doing over the summer? When you, when you get a new coach? Yeah. Uh, no, not really. I mean, obviously you want to come in, you want to make a good, good impression uh, and earn your ice time. Um, so, you know, it's, it's pretty much the same for me, the same mindset every year is, you know, come in ready for camp. You know, try and earn your ice time and uh, just show them that you've worked hard and uh, you're making steps in your game to, in the right direction. The blue line is really deep on this team. In fact, it's one of the deepest in the league. So what kind of advantages, maybe disadvantages, are there when you have so, such really strong competition for just a few spots? Oh, it's good. You know, it's healthy competition. Uh, you know, as we saw last year with the injuries, they can pile up. Uh, so, you know, you're, you're, not, uh, you're not worried. You know, I mean, obviously it's, it's upsetting or... Or scary when when a player does go down, um, but at least you know you have someone that's capable to jump in and and be ready to play right away. And uh, you know, with everyone being so tight, and like I said, we got to earn our ice time, so it's uh, it's fun. You know, you're battling with your friends, and uh, you, you're having a healthy competition. You you kind of became famous for a video of you. I don't know if it was a karaoke or if you were at like a wedding or something, and you're singing Barbie Girl. So how did that come about? Uh, that was uh, that was when I was with the Canucks. Um, my rookie year, we have a uh, like a fundraiser event uh, at Dice Nice, I believe that's what it's called, and uh, it's just a big fundraiser. Um, they make the rookies do something every year, and uh, my year actually was the last year they made someone do uh, a lip sync lip syncing battle. Uh, so yeah, I got uh, I got called to do that with a couple other rookies, and just. Uh, took over I guess I just I, I actually winged it like which is the crazy part I just was like all right give me Barbie girl and let me just get up on stage and just just go and I just you know I've I you know I had a couple of glasses of wine and then I went up and we we're good to go so it was good you're pretty lucky because you played in both Vancouver and Vegas two of maybe the best cities in North America I think to, to, to be a, a professional athlete in so what are what are some of the things that maybe stand out about Vancouver and Vegas as opposed to some of the other NHL cities I mean, obviously, they're, they're great cities. Uh, you know, you can get, I mean, Vegas, every single night you can get up to something, uh, whether it's go to a show, dinner, 
you know, go golfing or, or whatnot. And, and Vancouver is the same thing. They got the mountains, they got the beaches, they got, uh, you know, beautiful sites. And they also have some pretty good restaurants too. So I've been pretty fortunate to be in some, some good cities. Uh, and I won't take it for granted. So Vegas, large Chinese population. Vancouver, obviously very large Chinese population. Who's got the better Chinese food? Oh... I mean, it, all the best restaurants in the world come to Vegas. Uh, I'm sorry, Vancouver, and you might think I'm biased, but it's Vegas, Vegas for sure. There's Ben Hutton in conversation this morning prior to his second preseason game tonight, the, the team's third, hooking up with the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, ben Hutton also spent some time in Toronto, so, yeah, he's been in some uh, some high-profile markets over the years. He scored 15 goals one year mm-hmm. in college, mm-hmm. his sophomore year, I believe, at Maine. Uh, he's got the potential to put the puck in that. His career high for goals is five twice. Yeah, I, I, you know, Ben Hutton's one of those players that, uh, you know, last year the opportunity presented to him, uh, you can make the argument he made the most out of it, right? It, it, it was, it was a great chance to get back to this league to play meaningful minutes, and it, it, to me, like he's he's become a, an integral part of this blue line going into the season, and you know that. You know that he's going to give you what you're looking for on a night-in, night-out basis. Now, uh, it's going to be up to some of the younger defensemen, the 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 Caden Korzaks, Leighton Ahaks, to kind of push and push and push over the course of this training camp. But right now, uh, Ben Hutt and Zach Whitecloud, that's a pair that, that really does work for the Golden Knights. I've known about the Barbie Gold video mm-hmm. forever. I've never been broached it for a while with uh, with, with Ben. I yeah. wasn't sure whether it's one of those things where he was a rookie and is does he not want to talk about it? Sure, but leave it to Chappie to well, go right there. If if we can't have Chapman ask questions like that, yeah. then what are we doing? No, it's it's, right? it's the perfect question. Yeah. yeah. For Chapman, I'm the, just I'm the, surprised. The stuff. I'm yeah. surprised you didn't lead the interview with it. Though. No, no, no. See, I had to ease into it, but you know, I'm kicking myself because. Oh, don't I, worry. I, I I'll wanted, do that for you. I wanted you. to oh, ask boy. a follow-up. I, I, as I re-listened to the interview, I should have asked a follow-up. But, like, well, it sounded like it was a competition, so did you win? It was a competition in front of, like, a massive crowd at uh, Rogers Arena. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's just, if you Google it, it'll be the first thing that comes up. It's awesome. He was amazing mm-hmm. and good on him uh, yeah. because it was part of a team function and raising some money for charity. And uh, I don't think he'll ever do it again, but uh, <laughs> he, he, he left it all out there. Uh, that's uh, for sure. When we continue, we'll tee up our number two. Looking forward to it. Uh, give you an idea of what's coming up in one-timers and as well what Bruce Cassidy had to say. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, if you subscribe to Be Real, it's time to be real. It's an app. Every once a day, what? tells you you got to take, a, pic- you gotta take a picture that? of whatever you're doing. You got to be real. It's like the anti-Instagram. Hey, hey, hold on, hold it's on, hold awesome. on, hold on. No one knows. Like, be unless real. you have be real, yeah. that entire thing. I just is said, just, it's hey, everybody, app. it's time to be real. It's time to be real. Then you it, stop talking. Well, I had to take the picture. You can do both. No, no, no. I don't want the the lip flap. Well, I take my oh, picture. Oh, but my the whole gosh. point is being real. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We've been over this, Chad. Yeah, yeah. Darren does not 
actually be real on his be real. I've he let, changes. He stands up. He yeah. does different things. He manipulates reality I, I, and says that he's being no, real I when he's not. I, I do massage <laughs> the real part. <laughs> I like that. That's literally well, the, the entire the point other, to the, be real the is day, to be real, and you don't even do that. The other day, my picture uh, was of a meeting that I was in. There was more gosher. In the picture, so it takes a picture of what's in front of you, and uh, and then the selfie the, part of it. The question what? is, There's did Dave know that Dave shirt. was in the picture? No, Dave did not know. <laughs> what uh, what what do, what do students do when do they, they get the notification for be real? They're in the middle of a test. Oh, they probably probably snap a picture. That's what all the, kids do. The if best they're is smart. They're they're snapping a picture when the teacher can't see. The best is if you don't have be real, it's time to be real. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. even understand. I don't you even understand it. what that you was. Gotta, you know what? And and try to a ringing endorsement for be real. An equipment manager in the NHL. Uh-huh. He was just be real. Let's yeah. just let's see okay. what what let's, he what he put up. This, this is awesome. Is great. I'm, I'm let's excited. That's just. Uh, oh yeah, he's in the dressing room. Look yeah, that. you know what he? You know what he's being real. That's you. Awesome. He's in are the NHL not being room. real. You are being. Well, Fake? how can I massage this I, to make it I look didn't. cool? I'm going to stand up and get a picture of the ice. Well, I'll be real when we come back in hour number two. I'll be more <laughs> real. With the likes of Butch Cassidy talking about tonight's game, uh, we'll have an update on Mark Stone and news and notes from around the NHL. One-timers on the way on 